Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. Good morning. How you guys doing? Awesome. So, um, what a week, huh? Crazy week, right? So, um, let's pray real quick. Father, thank you for this great day. Thank you for allowing us to be here. Holy Spirit, speak through me in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so here, like yesterday, I'm going, uh, all of this week, I'm going to help a lady with a horse. And so I'm actually going to trim some horses. And I'm on my way. I get off Highway 9 and turn on the road that you're going to Darrington. And there's a vet clinic right there. And, um, and then a grocery store across the street. And as I'm driving, this squirrel runs right out in front of me. And I'm thinking, I'm going to kill this squirrel. I just know. And I was like, no. And so I go slow down and slam on my brakes. And I go right over the squirrel. And I thought, oh, man, I killed that sucker, right? <laughs> so, so I take off and I drive just a little bit farther. And as I'm driving a little bit farther, um, I look in the back to see, oh, man, I know I just squished that sucker. And, I'm, and it was gone. It was like, I don't know if it just like got beamed up by Scotty or if there's like, there's a squirrel rapture or what. But I was like, that's weird. That dude's gone. Thank you, Jesus. It didn't, I didn't run over it, right? So I drove on out. I'm about 15 minutes from where I'm going and pull in and I back up and trim a horse and then I get another horse. And this one horse is kind of a little bit fractious. He's, a, he's like, you kind of got to you know, move your way around him because he's a little bit spooky. And so the lady's holding him, and I don't have any problem with him. Me and the horse are clicking. No worries. You just got to be smart, right? Sometimes you just got to be smart in life, right? <laughs> anyway, so I'm working on this horse, and all of a sudden I look under my truck, and there's a squirrel pops out. <laughs> and so the squirrel doesn't just pop out, but it starts heading towards me <laughs> and the horse, right? And I'm thinking... I've got this horse that's scared already of its own shadow, right? And this squirrel's got a vengeance because he's like, by golly, you tried to run over me and I'm coming after you. I see who you are. And I'm like, this is not going to be good. So I look over, I see the squirrel, and I notice out of the corner of my eye, the horse sees the squirrel too. And he's just like, oh, a squirrel, no problem. Like, thank you, Jesus. Except... I was fine with the squirrel, the horse was fine with the squirrel, but the lady that was holding him was not. I thought Freddy Krueger jumped out of that truck because she screamed, throw up her hands, and then me and the horse were both scared too because we're like, is there a bear behind the squirrel or what's going on? What am I going to do? How am I going to get through this? Right? And so when everything settled down, the squirrel went on its way. It got relocated to a better place in town. I survived. I almost had to call 911 for the lady because I thought she was going to have a heart attack, right? And she was like up a tree almost, man. She was out of there, right? But we survived, right? So it's like, thank you, Jesus, man. So nothing's ever boring, right? And so anyway, to, to make a point is sometimes... When we're going down the road, we just got to go. You know, we just got to go about what we're supposed to do. Go about what God's called us to do. 
And along the way, there might be some really interesting circumstances. You know what I mean? So, but just go, you know? Just do what you're doing and enjoy life because, because like some of the best wrecks make the best stories, right? Nobody ever asks you, well, how'd your day go? Well, I got up, I made coffee, I went and done my job, and then I come home and I went to bed. You need a life, dude, right? How'd it go? It's okay, no, you know? But when you say, man, you know what? A squirrel jumped out of my truck, and I was like, now I got a story. You hear what I'm saying? <laughs> and so we're always worried about what it, what's going to happen, and what am I going to do, and how is this going to work out, and, instead of just stepping out and going. Man, we look at bad situations, and we think, oh, this is the worst thing ever. But it's not, because the Bible says God promises. It's one of his promises that he said, I will work for the good of those who love him and call according to his purpose. In all things, God works for the good. And so we can trust him and we can know that he's with us and we can know that he's guiding us and that he's for us and, and just trust him to know that it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter how we feel. It doesn't matter who, which, which party is running the, the government. It doesn't matter anything. Our promises are not based upon what man does. Our promises are based upon what God says. And so we will, we will go forward in our lives and we'll, we'll live our lives not as people who are shrinking back in fear, but as people who are going forward in what God's called us to do because he's greater. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. That's good news, right? Who's in the, there's a lot of things in the world, right? There, there's wild squirrels, there's bears, and there's but God's greater than all of those things. If we'll just say, you know something, Father? I'm going to put my trust in you. I'm going to put my hope in you. I'm, I'm going to be dependent on you. And I'm going to walk in you and walk in your promises and walk in your unlimited ability to get me where I need to be, when I need to be there. And I know it's all going to work out. I've seen God do that so many times in, in my life that, that um, it just it's hard, it gets hard to doubt him. Right? Sometimes you do, and you look at stuff and go, boy, how are we going to get out of this? And you know something? He, he's still Jehovah Rapha. He's still Jehovah Nisi. He's still Jehovah Shalom. He's still our peace. He's still our healer. He's still our hope. He's everything that we need and ever going to need. We have in Him. And we can trust Him, right? Whew, I'm getting warmed up already. I'm going to jump all over, so I'm going to talk about Abraham this morning. We talked about Terah last week, but we're going to go to Genesis. Before I go to Genesis, I want to um, read the scripture, and because um, this is kind of what I did this week, right? It says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices. As cowboys do that every week, Right? So, so other, other people do that every week, too. There's a lot of dangerous jobs. You ever worked at the grocery store, man? I've seen some of those checkers, man. I'm like, Lord Jesus, protect them, you know? Right? 
but it says present to offer your bodies as living sacrifice holy and pleasing to God this is your spiritual act of worship now it's saying not to gain God's mercy it says now listen to this one more time because it says therefore I urge you brothers in view of God's mercy now up here in verse chapter 11 it's talking about oh the depths of the wisdom and knowledge of God how unsearchable his judgments and his paths tracing out who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor I've tried to be it don't work right you just listen to me God I've got this figured out right or who has ever given to God that he should repay him from for from him and through him and to him are all things. Now listen to this. This puts our focus back off of what's surrounding us in our world and puts our focus back onto who is, who was and is and is to come, man. The one who's not trapped in time and he's not trapped in space and he's not trapped in in the things that you're trapped in he is unlimited and and um, available to do greater things than you ever think because for from him and through him and to him and in him are all things everything we need for for life and, and to live the life that he's called us to to live in godliness. You're like, you're talking about religion. I hate religion. My goal is to snuff religion out because Jesus wasn't religious. He was relational. Religion is you trying to get good enough for God. Relationship is us stepping into relationship where he made us good enough through the finished work of Jesus. It's a big difference, right? And so... When, when we're living this life in Him and when we're living this life free and we're not, we're, we're just, hey, you know what? Thank you, Jesus, for your free gift and your free mercy because I know that now, because from Him and through Him and to Him are all things, and then He says, to Him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. And it's just like, like heaven where there's like millions of angels and whenever God says something, they're like, woo, hallelujah, right? Holy, 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 kadosh, 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 right? But here's like, from him, I want it, I will, you're like, why are you repeating this? I got it. Come here. Says this, from him, from him, through him, and to him. Because this is where everything that we are and have and, and will every accomplishment will come out of the abundance of what he has and who he is in us. And if we don't step into who God's called us to be and step into what he wants, we're going to go to heaven. He's going to say, hey, welcome here. And then we'll look back and say, man, look what I could have done if I'd have just trusted you. Right. If I just quit trying to get here so stinking fast and done what you called me to do when I was there. How much more of an impact could I have had? That's not how we want to land in heaven. You hear what I'm saying? We want to land in heaven sliding in saying, Whoo, man, what a ride. You know? There, this is how we got to bring your glory to, 
to people through us and through who you are. And that's how you do it. So when we understand that everything is from him and through him and to him are all things, now it says, therefore, because of that, he's like, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. And then it says this, this is a spiritual act of worship, right? I was talking to Millie before church, and it was funny because she was asking me about, she had been watching a video of a guy getting a horse, you know, with a horse, and he's swinging the rope. And so she, she was asking me about, about some training stuff, and and one of the things you have to do when you get in a round pen is, is you got to move a horse's feet, right? If you don't have that horse's feet, you don't have anything, right? So, so you get in there. If they don't want to move, you got to make them move, right? And then once they get moving, then you can redirect their feet and guide them and, and maybe you step in front of them and send them the other way if you're in a round pen, right? Or, but here's the thing is the more I grew in the horsemanship, the more I realized it's like, I don't have to run them to move their feet. Sometimes I can just pick up the lead rope and I'll just concentrate on one foot at a time. And so I'll just pick up and one foot will step over. And I'll be like, that's perfect. Sometimes two feet will step over because I'm asking for one and they don't understand what I'm asking for. And I don't like, you sorry, sucker. <laughs> you know, where are you from, Texas or something? I love you, Texas friends. That's why I pick on you so much, right? But I pick it up, and then it, it moves its foot, and then pretty soon it'll move its hind foot. And then pretty soon its feet are freed up, and then when I ask it, it just flows, right? And so each horse is different, and each person is different. That if we're ever going to accomplish and do what God wants us to do, one of the things we've got to be doing, do, willing to do is move our feet. Right? The Bible says, go, Mark, chapter 16, verse 15. We read it before the missions thing. That was wonderful. I'm so proud and honored to be a part of this church and, and, and humbled. But to see what you guys do every year blows my mind. You guys are rock stars, and thank you for that. But it says, go into all the world. Do you know what that word all means? All. All, right? <laughs> all the world, right? And preach the gospel. And so, so when God says go, he means go. Well, you're like, well, I thought we were going to talk about Abraham. I'm so glad you asked that. Because I'll get back on track and quit talking about squirrels. And it's like you say, what did pastor do today? He's like, squirrel. <laughs> now I get it. Now I know why they said that. Right? But we have Abraham. And so, one of the biggest things that I think that keeps us um, from moving is we don't trust God enough to know that he's going to be with us when we move. That's why horses stall up. They're like, they don't understand and they don't trust. And they, they're like, I want a relationship with you so I know that, that what I'm doing is going to be okay. I, w I want to please you and I want to have a relationship and I want to work with you. But I don't know what you're asking, right? And so how do we find out what God's asking? Through relationships. Sometimes it's through moving our feet. 
right? It's when I actually do what God asked me to do and step out where God asked me to step out that I grow the most because I'm making myself vulnerable to the point where it's not about me and what I can do. It's about God and what he can do. And when we do that, we're walking on water, man. We're like Peter, right? He stepped out. He moved his feet. Everybody else was cowered in fear, thinking they were going to die. And he's like, well, boy, I'm going to Jesus because he's there. And he was so excited, he forgot that he had limitations. But God said, I don't care. Come on, boy. Get on out here. And do you know what he did? He walked on water. Anybody else walked on water? Not that we know of, unless it's frozen. Right? And then he got looking at what's around, and then he forgot. Wait a second, I'm not supposed to be doing this, right? I've seen that look in horses so many times. Right? They'll trust you, and you'll get something going, and all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, they're riding me. Ah! Right? And I'm like, chill out, dude. You can freak out, but we'll get through this, right? That's how God is. But he's wanting us step out. Don't shrink back. This is not the time to shrink back. This is the time that we are born for. God's not up there saying, oh my God, I, did, I didn't. Oh, well, I mean, can't say, oh my God, to God. Like, oh my, myself. <laughs> right? Uh, what am I going to do? Like, I didn't know James and, and Jim and Millie and... And all these people were going to be in this time. I didn't realize it was going to go so crazy. Right? I never saw this coming. How are they going to make it? You know? And freaking out. I don't think so. God's like, yeah. I've already prepared in their hearts. I've already... I created them for this time. I designed them for this season. And that's good news. You hear what I'm saying? You were born for this. So we ran into Terah last time, and, and he got his sons and went to, to Haran, right? And so now we're into uh, Genesis 12, 1, and, and um, so much is about identity and knowing who we are in Jesus, and we find that in who we are through the scriptures and, and who God is to us to, and we can find out what he's done in, in the lives of Abraham, in the lives of Terah, in the lives of Daniel. And in, there's so much value in the Torah, right? And there's, there's, there's value in the, uh, in the writings, in the prophets too. But I see Jesus so much in this that I just want to start bringing it out. And so we're going to go through here um, talking about Abraham. And we're just going to start flying through the Torah here and um, see what, well, we might not be flying. We might be on this chapter for three weeks. I don't know. <laughs> but it says this. Would you just read the Bible here? Genesis 12, 1 says this. The Lord had said to Abram, leave your country, your people, and your father's household and go to the land I will show you. Okay, now there's a word we just heard Jesus tell him, right? He said, go into all the world, 
right? And so you're like, I can't go. I'm in restrictions, right? Well, I guess you, guess you can, you can pray. You can participate. When you can't participate, you can parlay. So what, what uh, we learned from from some people over the last few years, right? Which means that you make a way for someone else to do something. Or you can provide. There's all kinds of different ways that you can go. And we see where where we give to different things. This church is able to, to do more things than we can do in just this body because God allows us to help other people do it. Whether it's through finances or through encouragement or through connecting them to someone else. There, there's always a way that you can go. But sometimes he says, I want you to go. Sometimes I got something for you to do. And that's what happened to Abraham, man. He's sitting here, and the Lord said to... And he wasn't even Abraham yet. He's Abram, right? The Lord said to Abram... i got to get my notes handy, too, because this is too much. But he, the Lord says to, to Abram, Leave your country your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. And then he gives him a promise. He says this, I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. Okay, here's Abram. Like, he can't even have a kid. He's 75 years old, right? Even his dad had a kid at 60. Right, every one of his other ancestors had him at thirty, and God says, "I want you to go to this nation." And he, and he's like, "I just want you to get up and go. And once you get going, then I'll direct you and I'll move your feet and I'll show you where to go." Sometimes it don't make sense. Sometimes we don't know where God's taking us, but we just gotta trust Him. We can't soul up. We gotta keep moving forward, right? But he says, I will make you into great nations, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great. Woo, I already think I have a great name. But he's telling him, I'm going to make your name great. He didn't tell him he was going to add on to it. And you will be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse, and all the people on earth will be blessed through you. How's God going to bless people around us? Through us. You're like, oh, how am I going to do that? Smile. <laughs> Even if it's covered up in a face mask. They can see it in your eyes because your eyes... So now I look at people and I can tell. You know, they're mad or I smile and I'm just like... I try to get my eyes so like I walk by people and I'm like, just so they know that I'm happy. And some people are like, are you all right? Do you have something in your eye? No, I'm trying to smile and I got a stinking face mask on and this world's just going crazy, right? But there's little things that God wants to do through us. And here's the thing is like, we're looking at Abraham and said, make your name great. And we think we are a name. The fact is, is God, we we're given a name. If you if you're given a bad name and don't like it, that's not who you are. Right? You are a spirit. You have a soul. 
And we live in these clothes called a body. Right? We are a spirit. And the Bible says those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. We're not living outside in. We're living inside out. Right? We're not allowing the world to dictate how we see things or how we do things or how things go about. We're living from a kingdom that's far above anything. And it lives in, and he lives inside of us. And we're living out of that. We are a spirit. And so here he t- says to, to Abram Ha'ivri. He says, Lech, Lecha. You're like, uh, bless you, Pastor Jane. <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't, I didn't sneeze, right? But there's a Torah portion every year, and it goes through this, and it's called Lech, Lecha, which means to go forth. And it, but it also just doesn't mean to go forth. It means go you forth, right? Start, um, start your way in your journey, right? And he said, he told Abraham, he, he told, told Abraham, he said, Stop, go for it. Start your way in your journey. And, he, and this is where, where we see him, and he actually called him the first time that, that we really hear Abram being referred to as a Hebrew, but it's Abram ha Ivri. Now, Abram, the Hebrew, according to the, like, like I love some of the writings of the rabbi, because when they, some of the stuff they break down, like I, I never would have seen it if I hadn't had a little bit of, oh, look here, look here, look at this word, or look at that, and every one of them means something. But Ivri means Hebrew. Like, this is the first time that, like, he's like, this is Abram, the Hebrew. Like, there's Canaanites, there's Hittites, there's Moabites. Right? There's all kinds of ites. But there was no brews. No, there was no Hebrews. No one was making coffee. Right? But now here comes Abraham and he says, Out of you I'm going to make a great nation. And then all of a sudden we see him becoming just from Abram, from all the way to, to Ur. Now we're seeing Abram not even being from Haran. But now Abram, the Hebrew, we see the beginnings of a great nation. We see the beginning of what God wants to do. But in Hebrew, the word Ivory, the core meaning is to cross over. But it's just not a, a physical description. But um, it means to cross over physically, but it, it's also about a spiritual state of being. It's like we're, we're not staying in this same land. Remember, they left Haran, right? The Bible says that when he was in Haran, where his dad Terah took him, right? Terah means a parched, to glow, to burn, or to incite passion, or to be angry, to be depressed, right? And he says, guess what, Abraham? I want you to get up and go from where you're at. And I want you to go into this promised land, this land that I'm promising you. And I'm going to make you, the barren one, a great nation. Because I can. Because I'm God. 
Now watch. I want you to get up and leave that. But now you're going and now you're crossing over from fear. Crossing over from doubt. Crossing over from lack. Crossing over from, from hate and all the other stuff that goes on in this planet. Now we're crossing over and we're living in Him. And we're physically walking into our promised land, but we're already living there in the Spirit. Because we have peace in Him. Do you hear what I'm saying? The Bible says that He is our peace that breaks down every wall. Who's He? Jesus. Just happens to be the name above every name. A name that every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess. It's at that name, Jesus, that allows us to cross over. See, I used to play basketball. I had a mean crossover, man. Going this way, and then whew, I used to go behind my back. You know, whoo. Now I'm bad, man, when it's out that, and I don't mean in the, right? But no one had a crossover. Even Moses had, Moses had a cool crossover in the Red Sea, right? But no one had a crossover like Jesus. Because one day, he said, you know something? I'm going to pay for all your sins. And I'm going to bring you out of that place that's like Haran. And I'm going to stretch my hands forth on a cross. And so you can cross over into life. And life more abundant. How awesome is that? What a gift we have. And he's like, man, I ain't going to make it hard. All you have to do is say, believe in me. Say, Lord, I believe you. Come into my heart. Forgive me my sins. I want a relationship with you. And he's like, how much simpler can it get? Right? Lek like also can mean go to yourself. Um, <laughs> you're like, Pastor James, what are you smoking? Nothing, I promise. Right? It's an internal odyssey that gets you out and you get to go for yourself. You get to go forth and you get to go out, but you also get to live out of your spirit. Right? When he says crucify the flesh, he's not, not meaning to hop on that cross too. He's saying live out of your spirit. And that's where we'll have victory and that's where we'll have peace and that's where we'll have hope. This world's got a lot of stuff, but it doesn't have the peace that we can have in Jesus. If we'll just trust Him. Amen? I said that so I'd sound like a preacher. <laughs> to a disassociate from where you are, a call with an external do it too. It also means to go out or beyond ourselves and to go out from ourselves. Now watch. Here's that. From Him all things. Now He's saying, I want you to come from ourselves. From, well, what do you mean? Right? From who you really are. The Bible says you're uncommon. The Bible says you're kings. And priest. The Bible says that you're seated at the right hand of the Father with Christ Jesus. Because you'll see in Mark chapter 16 of, 
after he goes into all the world, right? He, he sits down at the right hand of the Father. He says he's taken up and said, what does that mean? He's like, I'm seated in the seat of authority. And he says that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. We have a hope. We have a future. God has a plan for our lives if we'll step into it, right? So here we get Abraham, and he has to go. So he goes into the land that God calls him. And then it says this, So Abraham left, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran, and he took his wife, Sarah, Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions he had accumulated, and the people that they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. When we set out, we can trust that God's going to get us there. But we're always looking to the end instead of enjoying the journey in between. Right? We're saying, well, how can I go into all the world, right? Because you're just reading where it says, present your bodies as living sacrifices. But did you read after it said that? I love this. This is your spiritual act of worship. Then it says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. He's like, go into this world as an agent for God to work through. Right? And he's saying, but we're not to conform to the pattern of this world. We're not conform to when people are afraid of stuff, we can trust God. It's okay. Sometimes we're afraid, but then we can put our mind back on Him and on His promises. That's why He gave them to us. And that's why they're so big and so great. We say, you know what? I'm not going to be conformed to this world or the pattern of this world, but I'm going to be transformed by the re renewing of my mind, we're not called in this world to conform to this world. We're called to this world to transform this world and be agents of the kingdom of God. Amen? So, Father, we thank you. I just ask, Father God, that you encourage people and, and um, you provide for people. But, Father, show us how great you are. Show us how... how much you want to live in our lives and how much bigger you are than everything that's around us and we give you the praise and the honor for it in jesus name amen thank you for listening if you'd like to learn more about us check out our website at www.silverlakebaptist.org